street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Stop and Think for a Moment by Daniel Browning Read by Scott Dodderwick What I love most about street epistemology is how effective it is in helping us to really stop and think for a moment. Helping to create such moments and be a part of them is a ton of fun. It's personally fulfilling to me to work towards a world where people use sound methods of forming beliefs and willingly revise their beliefs on encountering new evidence. It happens when I realize I'm wrong about something and update my own beliefs. It also happens when the person I'm talking to begins to doubt or realize that the method they're using is unreliable. SE works great in a talk about loosely held beliefs, but the utility and enjoyment it can yield is even better demonstrated in conversations about deeply held beliefs. It's a technique that can help the discussion to remain open and sincere by avoiding many of the ways a person can become defensive. That's important during a talk about a belief that may have formed much of their identity since childhood. It can follow the principle of, first, do no harm, when it comes to valued relationships. I did not expect much success when I first started incorporating this tool into my discussions with family, friends, and acquaintances last year, a few months after I stopped believing in God. So I was pleasantly surprised when one told me that they've been completely rethinking their faith for the first time in 60 years because of our discussions. There tend to be more hurdles to jump over when I talk to people who already know that I'm an atheist. They sometimes distrust my motives, just as I distrusted atheists when I was a believer, thinking that the devil used them to deceive believers. That makes it difficult to reach a point of genuine communication, but most of the time they quickly begin to feel at ease and open up. I get more questions from them than from strangers, so I've had a lot of practice answering without derailing the conversation. They are more reluctant to say that they believe because of faith, so we work through the evidence-based reasons for a longer period of time first. It very often turns out that those are not really the main reasons for the belief. When we finally do get to faith, though, it's a great feeling. It's like getting to the boss level in a video game. A recent example is a discussion I had with a Christian friend. What are the main reasons why you believe? Because we're designed to need God, and we're better people when we follow Him. What evidence would convince you that a different explanation is correct? How could you test your belief to make sure that it's true? I don't think you can create a test for that. We are the way we are, and I believe we're this way for a reason, by design. There are many reasons I believe that, but in the end, it's faith. Do you use faith that way in any other area of your life outside of God? Now that's an excellent and profound question. That was exciting for me because it was one of those moments where you stop and think. After I started talking to strangers, I was surprised by two things. Just how common it is to have strong beliefs that are not founded on sound reasoning, and the sheer variety of such beliefs. In addition to religions I've never heard of before, like the comedic way of life, I've run into beliefs in telekinesis, anti-vax, Bigfoot, spontaneous human combustion, anti-microwaves, ancient aliens, spiritual energy connecting the universe, and more. Yet despite this great dissimilarity in beliefs, the talks about them largely follow the same pattern because they are often based on the same underlying reasons. People seem to genuinely enjoy the conversations too. I'm getting a lot of thank yous, and a recent session with a stranger ended with, what you're doing is awesome. Keep it up. I try hard to avoid saying something that might offend the other person because it often hinders the openness of the conversation or shuts it down entirely. 
but in one conversation with an old friend, I wasn't having much success in eliciting an explanation of how the methods he used to arrive at his God belief could be reliable, so I threw caution to the wind. Doesn't it bother you that the reasons you rely on to know that your beliefs are true are the very same reasons that terrorists rely on for their beliefs? Medium pause. But my reasons aren't the same. They rely on indoctrination and I rely on subjective personal experiences that can't be disproved. But don't you use faith to know those experiences are from God, just as they use faith to know that their doctrine is from God? Long pause. You know what? That does bother me. Moments like that are why I love street epistemology. About the author. Daniel is a software engineer and all-around nerd who loves coding, physics, and astronomy. He lives near Portland, Oregon, and was a fervent Christian believer for 25 years. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.